Listen, he said Philly was his first choice, and he meant that shit. Last night was the start of the Bear area. I said that wrong, then. Fuck it, we ain't starting over. That was the start of the Beard era in Philly. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Chilling with Lens Bias. Podcast by the same name, same guy, same gang. Uh, you know... First of all, you know who I am. Welcome back to Lens Bias Podcast, where we like to talk about any and everything, all types of shit. But uh, we're going to get right into it, because last night was the official, because they already got traded, but last night was the official end of the Simmons saga, and the beard belongs in Philly, bro. Come on, if you know anything about Philly, we, we known for the Husky beard. The beard belongs in Philly. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And it was proof in the pudding. Because last night, even though it was game one, oh, it was his first game with his heart and first game with the Sixers. But the beard belongs in Philly. The Simmons saga is over. Let's get into it, man. Welcome back to Lens Bias. You know, the host with the most. I don't like the boast, but shit. Somebody should toast to a real nigga. But anyway, you got James Harden. Playing his first game in the Sixers uniform. We waited two weeks for this. Remember, he got traded before the All-Star book. So, we've been waiting about two weeks. I'm going to kill who I'm in the kitchen. We've been waiting about two weeks for this. But finally, we got to see him on the court. Got to see got to see Harden on the motherfucking court. Let's, let's get straight into it. So, last night, he played, what, 35 minutes? He went seven for twelve from the field, five from uh, five from seven from the three point. Come on now, he already then eclipsed Ben Simmons' record for three pointers made in his first game. <laughs> Are we gonna give it up to Harden? That's quite for him. Shit, he deserved it. He went five from seven from three pointers. More than Ben ever hit in his whole time with the fucking Sixers. That's crazy. But he ended up dropping twenty-seven points. He had twelve assists. Eight rebounds on his first motherfucking game, <coughs> and that's the crazy thing. They ain't even had Matt point guard because they was out there running Maxi, Harden, and Thibault. So they got Maxi at the point, and they got Harden at the shooting guard and Thibault at the shooting guard. So I'm guessing Thibault locking up, you know, the main shooting guard, and then Harden just playing the off ball. But we we'll get into that. But yeah, you see the numbers. Like I said, 27 and 12. Don't forget the eight rebounds. Huh? Niggas talking all that Ben Simmons shit. You gonna give us what? 14 assists, 10 rebounds? We still getting that. We getting that plus the points now. Plus the three-pointers. Plus the step back. Plus the beard. Plus we lit, nigga. It's fucking Philly. So last night, last night was Friday. Uh, it was Friday, what? February 25th. And then my Philadelphia 76ers took on the Minnesota Timberwolves. We ended up beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 133 points to 102 points. We ain't here to fuck around. This shit about to get real. But, you know, like I said, it was hard in first game. Played the hell of a game. His impact is what, what, what really got me. Like, I didn't see Harden out there. I mean, excuse me. 
part and stuff. I didn't see Simmons out there, you know, and I ain't about to shit on Simmons. I didn't see him out there, you know, running the lane, getting steals. Now, and Simmons, we had more of a defensive player. But fuck that shit. We got we got some young defensive guns, like, and I'm gonna talk about them because Maxi did his thing last night, and Thabo always do his thing, but. James Harden impact on the Philadelphia 76ers, you can see it in the first game. They like playing with him. They like watching him play. Whereas though before you get Ben the ball, you already get you ready to get it back. You know Ben ain't about to do nothing crazy. Like he might do something and get to the hole, but he ain't about to pull up on the nigga. So not only do the players like, oh fuck it, I'll give it to James and let James do his thing, but they also are in the right position. Niggas is cutting. I done seen James throw some good passes, especially on the brick last night. Getting the rebound or getting the outlet pass and then kicking that motherfucker out to, to Maxi, to these other players, to the uh what's my big what's my young boy name? He on the team, he do podcasts too. If you're in a podcast world and you like sports podcasts, check out the George Niang podcast. That's what it's called. He got a podcast on, uh, he's either the Sixers Insiders or some shit like that, but he got a podcast. But he was catching joints from uh, Harden last night, so I can already see his impact. Players like to play with him, like they know he's involved in the game, he ain't gonna have no scary moments. He might fuck up, that's what niggas keep trying to say to me. Uh, Harden, you know he lead the league in turnovers during the playoffs, or he don't show up during the playoffs. Nah, nigga, you in Philly now. And Harden type of nigga know what's up. Like before, he was in Houston. They ain't really care about no basketball like that. They, that's a football uh, state. That's Texas, nigga. Come on, we all know that. Plus, Dallas, the biggest team in motherfucking uh, Texas. For basketball and football. I think that's a, that's a population shit, but whatever. But when they come to Harden, you in Philly now. So all that, he did this and that. Nah, we ain't, we ain't, man, listen. Tell me about what motherfucking Ben Simmons did, because we seen that shit. We about to get to witness a new heart. We about to witness a championship heart. You can hear it in my voice how I feel right now. I'm pumped. <coughs> I was, you know, so last night the game, it didn't come on national cable. I ain't really feel like turning the internet on and finding the game. I could have, but I ain't feel like that shit. So I just followed along on Twitter, because, you know, my niggas didn't, I, I love how they do this shit. They be putting out all the highlights and shit, all the, like, moments from the game. I'm following along in the game, and James just out there getting busy. JoJo's still out there getting busy. But now he got real help. I'm sorry, Ben, but my nigga got real help right now. And I'm going to tell you why. It all, and I, I think I said this the last podcast, but it all starts, and, man, it all starts with the pick and roll. It's unstoppable. It is unstoppable. You can't stop the pick and roll with James Harden and Joel Embiid. If James, all right, first of all, James is left-handed. So he wants Joel to set that pick right there. Boom. He's going to his left. Now, what JoJo is going to do is, as soon as James get by JoJo, he's going to step behind the three-point line. That forces Joel Embiid's man, the defensive player, to either step up to James or you got to follow Embiid up there. If you follow Embiid up there, James is getting to the line. He's either going to go by you and wait for you to put your arm in and go up for a jump shot, or he's getting to the basket. Somebody's going to follow him because that's just what the fuck he do. That's just what the fuck he do. But you cannot stop the pick and roll with Joel Embiid and James Harden. I done seen him kick it out to the three. They give it to JoJo. Splash, waterfalls, ludicrous. Uh, 
I didn't see JoJo slide, you know, toward. All right, so Harden once again coming off that left pick on the on the right elbow or the high right uh, arc. He's coming off that left side. He's he's going towards his left, and then JoJo, what he does, like I said, he waits for Harden to get by. And he slides out to JoJo uh, to Harden's left. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's better than Stockton and Malone. And there was only one game, but it's better than Stockton and Malone because they can't stop JoJo. JoJo's going to wet the three, splash, waterfall, ludicrous, or Harton's in bucket, floater, give me that, hangers, come down. Because every time Harton go to attack the basket, you got to leave Joel open because Harton is that type of player. And every time you leave, every time you, you make sure you guard in JoJo, you're leaving heart and open to get to the basket. We're winning the championship. I'm so fucking happy. I'm not leaving Philly. I can't wait for the parade. <clears throat> but let's get back to this basketball because I got to give the young niggas some shout outs too. Uh, the kids. I can't even call them kids. I'm older than y'all niggas. So I'm going to call y'all kids. But the young men on the team, Tyrese, Maxie, and Thibault. They out there bringing the motherfucking defense. Thibault is locking niggas up. And Tyrese Maxey out there looking like a young AI. I'm going to play the play, passing lane. And anything you throw, I'm going to go. Anything you throw, that boy going to go. He going to see it coming. He's slipping that shit. Still, easy basket. He's motherfucking fast as fireworks. Come on, now. I'm, I'm really liking where the team is. I'm, I'm still hurt. Yo, Seth Curry. Much love. Shout out, bro. I wish you was still part of this shit. I was, wish you was still part of this championship shit we about to get into over here. But, unfortunately, you're not. So, we must move on. But them two young boys, Maxi and Thibault, Harden ain't got to play no fucking defense. Thibault's going to lock up the main score. Fucking hard, uh, excuse me. Maxie got the point guard and playing the passing lanes. Harden just waiting for outlet passes at this point. Easy assist. All easy assist. And then you got JoJo in the back being the anchor. Come on now. We went in the chip. We got JoJo in the motherfucking back as the anchor. And everybody's waddle. Because like I said, they love giving James the ball and do some shit with it. And every the other team is watching James just like we is. And then bop, bop, bop. James make a move, go to the basket, left side, uh, kick it out. We got shooters. Danny Green back. The Green Ranger is back. Pause, it's morphing time. You got Danny Granger out there shooting. Excuse me, Danny Green out there shooting. You got George Niang, Maxi out there shooting, Thibault out there shooting, JoJo out there shooting. We're going to make some signings before the playoffs. I feel like we're going to get a shooting big man. I wish we could get DeMar- DeMarcus Cousins. Yo, DeMarcus, if anybody can hear this and get through to DeMarcus Cousins, let that nigga know. Listen, fuck all that other shit. Call up Doc and say, look, I want to win a chip. I'm coming off the bench as the big man. I want to win a chip. That wasn't even in my notes. I'm a professional now. I'm taking notes. Niggas, what up? But like I said, this was his first choice, and we about to get the chip. JoJo going to get his first chip. Harden gonna get his first chip. It's a new chapter out here in Philly. We're not fucking around. The Eagles, you better, y'all niggas better take note. The Flyers, you niggas better take note. The Phillies, you niggas better take note. We're not fucking around no more. The beard is here in the city, goddammit. I gotta relax. 
I gotta relax. That shit got me in, man. The head. I can't wait for the parade, but I digress. I digress. Gotta get to a few other topics on the Bias Podcast today, you know. Being biased ain't nothing but my perspective, and I'm always willing to share my perspective, my life, my truths, my, my, my failures, my successes with the world. Ain't about nothing, that's what I get into. But I want to talk to you about this job shit. And I told you last episode I spoke on the job that I got. If you don't know, I do overnight stock. I was doing Uber, ended up losing the car, blase, blase, fuck everything. But anyway, so I'm working at this job, right? And I gotta be honest, I gotta do better. Cause I ain't been, I've been calling out like once or twice a week, showing up late. Always on some bullshit. Not trying to be on some bullshit, but life happens and you, you be on some bullshit. But then you, you just stop giving a fuck, and then you know you get down to the wire. Well, your motherfucking job is on the line. We've all been there. You said fuck that job. I ain't going to that job. And then you almost get fired, and they like, listen, you, this your last chance. You like, man, thank you, God. I was praying in the bathroom. <laughs> but like real shit, like I was fucking up. I gotta be the first one to say it. I, I definitely was fucking up. Especially after I lost the car, I was trying to figure shit out. And just like, okay, if I can't get things to go the way I want, fuck it. <laughs> Not on some narcissistic shit, like, oh, I just want to be in control. But on some, I'm trying my best to, you know, push my life to the, the place I want it to be. And things not working correctly or as I would like them to work. So it just got to the point where like, man, if I can't better this shit, fuck it, you know? If I can't make my situation better, fuck it. I drink these libations. Mouth is a little dry, but I realized, especially after, you know, this situation with them coming to me, they're like, no, man, I gotta be on my shit. No more bullshit. Can't be out here taking opportunities for granted and shit, man. Because these opportunities are your building blocks in life. So if you take them for granted, you're taking away, <clears throat> you, excuse me, you're taking away your steps to your elevation. That was a bar. I hope it ain't going over your head. But if you take away that step, then how you going to reach the next step? And I really realized I was trying to skip steps. And it's like, nah, bro, you got to take one step at a time. Even when shit going wrong and it seems like you're getting pushed back down the stairs, just step step up one step at a time so I gotta be on my shit with this job fuck fuck not showing up late show up a half an hour early if I got to an hour early type of shit be there get the job done you know put in that work it, it ain't even about the job at this point it's about me being disciplined and fulfilling my commitment to this obligation I got because it feel like how can I go on to the next step if I don't fulfill this step? How can I, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas be trying to skip steps. No, if I don't get this right, I can't get the next portion of my plan right. My, my next portion is to, you know, get another job, get more income. And I know that comes with less time and shit. That, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to have as much time on my hands as I would like, or I would like, excuse me, pardon, so... as a man that's just what I gotta do 
as a man, I gotta hold down these two jobs and shit. I mean, I'm gonna have less time for a lot of shit. But it, <clears throat> to, I ain't even gonna say, cause I, before I would've, God damn it, I dropped the ashes. Before I would've said, my father, I was reading something. Ah, no big. Uh, yeah, what I was saying. Oh yeah, before, like, money wasn't worth the experience of life. But now I realize, man, the life I want to live, you know, it takes hard work. It takes hard motherfucking work, showing up every day, showing up extra, giving extra, being your greatest self to get to where you want to be. So. Once I get the discipline down with the with the one joint and I grab another joint, I understand it's going to equal less time to, you know, live, but it's also going to equal more time, I mean, more opportunities because of the extra income coming in. And, you know, and that's not even like something I'm trying to do forever. It's just, like I said, these are stepping stones because I'm heavy in thought in pursuit of trying to get my CLD, you know, just looking at uh, CDL, my philosophy CLD. The fuck is that? Certified lover boy. God damn it. Niggas gotta stop naming. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I wanna get my CDL and shit. So, you know, I'm looking for different schools and shit at the moment. You know, tuition, shit like that, location. I, I actually found one joint in Virginia, so I'm pondering that, but... That's another conversation we had, especially if it actually go down or I get close to the decision. But uh, I be thinking in the future, like, damn, if I'm a school, I mean, I'm about to say school bus driver. Lord, no, I could never be a school bus driver. Cussing kids the fuck out. Sit the fuck down. That's why you ain't got no father in there. God damn it. He didn't love you. He left. I got to relax. My bad. But... My problem is, I believe if I'm a truck driver, I definitely can't have no relationship, no special woman in my life, because I don't trust. Like, I, I try to trust, but it's like, ah, I'm on the road most of the time. Nope, you get pickle patty by another... <laughs> you get pickle patty by another tickle patty. I understand human. Like, I ain't gonna say man, woman. I understand human behavior. We all got these urges and shit, you know? I thought I was reading something again. I be skipping my own notes and shit. But we'll get back to that. Anyway. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a pause for the calls real quick. Give me a quick second. Be right back. And we back. Back to the shit I was saying. Yeah. Come on. I can't be on the road and trying to have some relationship with a woman that I'm paying the bills and she over there getting slaps. Silly with dick. Nah, man. I understand that's her prerogative. I don't even blame her. But nah, I can't go for that. I can't go for that. No, no, no. But the thing that fucked me up is also like if I'm a truck driver and I'm on the road, cause you know you got your local boys and then you got your, you know, your nationwide niggas. And it's like I'm the type of nigga do nationwide. Like I'm gonna see some shit, I'm you know, experience some shit in life. And I ain't just gonna be local. Like if I was in a relationship, I'm I may consider it, but 
that's a, another podcast, but one thing, if I do do the national shit, if I do the truck driving shit, it's like, what about family time? What about time that I'm going to see with the kids? Shit, that's, that's going to be some of the, you know, less time shit that I'm also faced with the second job. But it's going to be even, it's still going to be right there if I do the truck driving. But it's an opportunity, so it's like you take the opportunity and you you value the time that you got here with your children. Most people would say value the time, but shit, I'm a man. I gotta provide. Mm. Oh, you smells. Cause it ain't like I just wanna you know have the income so I can be out here flashing and shit like that. No, so I can actually you know take care of my family and be comfortable and like. I don't want a lot. I ain't no Benzo nigga. I'm a, I'm a Cadillac type of nigga. I ain't a do you dirty type of nigga. I'm a, I'm a survive type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Had to dip weed one time on that one. But that's why I gotta, you know, focus and shit. Cause I can't be giving my attention to people that ain't my, my children, <laughs> pretty much, or ain't me. Because now that the reality is, nigga, you 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 swim or you die. I'ma swim. But <laughs> with Dory say I'ma keep on swimming and shit. Cause I can't die. Try that, still hit. So I got only thing I my only option is to be the best me. And that means being on my shit, going to work, taking care of myself, loving myself, loving my children and taking care of business. That's the only way I'm gonna get to where I need to be, I feel like. And that means sometimes you gotta face your fear, but you gotta avoid negativity at all motherfucking costs, yo. At all motherfucking costs. And I'm gonna start with the fear part because like, you may be facing shit in your life that you need to do you're afraid to do and I, I'm speaking personally like, I, I know that's for me as well but once you do that shit that shit will make you a better person give you an example say you live on the northeast and shit of the country Boston New York New Jersey Philly Baltimore Maine Vermont winners ain't motherfucking pretty get cold as shit around these motherfuckers. It's like 30 degrees right now, probably. <laughs> Had ice rain the other night, but... If you get up in the morning and you run in the cold, imagine what you're going... If you run in the winter, imagine what you're going to do in the spring, in the summer. And some people be like seeing people that be running in the winter. No, they psychopaths. Yes, that's what it's about. Being that dedicated, that focused, that you don't give a fuck what season it is. The season you in, you in go mode. You in get better mode. So sometimes when you face your fear or do the things you don't want to do, that's how you get better and shit. When you, you face your challenges. Because, yeah, like I said, it may make you afraid, but it can also make you better to do the things that you're afraid to do. Like, you're afraid to... You know, go exercise, or you're afraid to leave your partner, or you're 
afraid to do better in life in general. But if you take the risk, it'll make you better. Because the greatest you is on the other side of fear. I know that personally. Like, I'm going to be my best self when everything that I fear, I face and overcome. And for some people, it's like, oh, I don't fear nothing. Or for some people, it's like, how can I overcome, you know, the things I fear? It's just about facing it because it's nothing but a challenge. And even if you, you know, you're unsuccessful, you can always come back and try again. That's the beautiful thing about life. As long as you wake up, you can try again to overcome any challenges. There's many things I faced in my life, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do about this situation. But once I finally faced that situation, I was able to come that, be able to overcome that situation. I got to forgive me, man. The bracelets just be dangling and sprinkling. I can't do nothing about it. But yeah, but in order to do that, in order to be your greatest self, you got to avoid negativity at all costs. I don't give a fuck if they come from your friends, your family. It don't matter. Any neg- Anything, anybody, any place that's bringing you a negative vibe, can't even be a part of it. Can't be responsive to it. You got to ignore that shit like it's the plague. You got to ignore that shit like it's COVID and you ain't got your mask on. I got podcasts coming about that because I definitely ain't believe COVID was real. But I definitely caught that motherfucker. But yeah, you got to avoid negativity like it's COVID. You got to put your mask on out here. This shit crazy. Okay, Melo, I see you out there busting threes like the old days. But uh, yeah, because negativity, it, it, it eats at the hope and it eats at the power that you got to become better. It's like, nah, can't have that shit around you. Whether it's friends, that's negative, whether it's family, you might have to just, you know, I don't give a fuck if you live with your family, you got to spend every day at the library just reading books just to be away from your family because they're negative. That's sometimes what you got to do. That's just life. But I'm going to get out of here. So on this episode, we got... Or that we gonna change it up, and we got three topics I'm gonna go out on. I'm out of here, but these are three topics that you know I seen in the news, and I wanted to speak on because you know education is paramount, and then the more you know, the more you grow. So one of them was I was watching Sports Center, right? And one of the golf players, you may not know his name, you may know his name, Phil Mickelson. Mickelson, I think I said that shit right. Well, anyway, that nigga made some comments. And at first, I thought he made some, you know, some pussy-ass comments and shit. I mean, well, let me let me flip that. At first, I thought he said some ill shit. Like, you know, these people, I'm at a golf tournament, and the people that sponsored the golf tournament be killing motherfuckers, and that shit ain't cool. That's what I thought he said. Come to find out, he was like, well, yeah, they say they be killing people, but at the same time, I need the people I work for to do what I say type of shit. It was some nut shit. And it was just like, basically it was about the, uh, the Saudi, I think that's what they call it, the Saudi, and he was murdering, you know, reporters and shit like that, and it was a wrestler that spec- uh, spoke out against him, and they popped this nigga in broad daylight, I heard from my sources over there, but the other players was talking like, you know, you just need to keep quiet. You don't know what he's saying and shit. You're tripping. Because at first, like I said, I misunderstood what was going on. So I thought, 
they wasn't riding with it. But really, he was on some shit like, listen, I'm about my money type of shit. And I was just like, yo, that's some nut shit, yo. Man, I'm not a big golf fan, but that made me miss Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger wasn't never on them nut shit like that. Tiger was just out there trying to be the best. So, that just goes to show, goes to show you that there's still entities out here that, you know, really not in touch, in touch with society. Shit like golf and shit like that. Ain't no, ain't no niggas up in golf. Ain't no real people up in golf, excuse me. That shit's still out of touch with society and there's still work that gotta be done. But that's one of the topics I wanted to hit on real quick. The second one is this crazy shit going down with uh, Russia and Ukraine. And I feel like, you, first of all, U.S., Joe Biden, don't be waking your ass up when it's time for war. You stay your sleepy ass right where you at and just relax. You and Kamala don't be talking about shit. But now, you know, you want to stand up and be like, oh, this ain't happening. Or we going to do this. Hey, yo, relax and mind your business. Nobody want another Cold War. Nobody want another war whatsoever. But I also want to say that, yo, war ain't the answer. Whatever you, you know, Russia and Ukraine got. Like, I did my history. I know some of that shit. Like, people don't understand. Like, Russia was one of the, our allies at one point. People think we fought Russia in World War II. <laughs> no, we fought Germany and Japan. Russia was actually an ally at this point. They was doing horrible things. But we still was down with them. And even after World War II, we took in some of the Germans, a lot of the Germans, okay, most of the German scientists. So, like I said, war ain't the answer, but, you know, us as a country, being in everybody else's business ain't the answer. We've been saying this shit for years. It's time, like, we really say this shit, let this nigga know, like, listen, this motherfucker's that we know in the military that, you know, our family members, our loved ones, don't be sending them to war for some shit we ain't got nothing to do with. They figure that shit out over there because we still got shit to figure out over here. And I also wanted to say, wait, was this supposed to be? No, this is the last one. Uh, so I also wanted to say about that same topic that this ain't the first time I'm hearing about this shit. They actually went to war a couple years ago and they put this shit on Netflix as a documentary. And it was the Ukraine against Russia. Crazy enough, like, and they break back at it. But they was going to war, like, with the, you know, the citizens of the Ukraine and they back at it again. And it's just like, yo, educate yourself. Watch things that you don't really know about documentaries that's about other countries, about other people, and learn about, you know, some of the shit that other people go through, think, feel eat, you know what I'm saying, Is it, I can't remember the name of that documentary, that a bitch, but, yeah, watch other shit that you, you know, ain't in your interest pilot, watch things that can educate you about, you know, how other people live and shit, and also want to give a shout out to Greg Popovich, coach of the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, he won went away from uh, being an all-time winning his coach. One of the coolest dudes I've ever seen. And last, I'm going to talk about the Jawan Howard situation. 
Now, if you don't know who Jawan Howard is, he was part of the Fab Five back in the early 90s. Played in the NBA for years, coached. Now he's the coach of the Michigan Wolverines basketball, men's basketball team. And there was a situation where they had a little scuffle. He ended up smacking that nigga and shit. <laughs> ended up smacking somebody. I got a few thoughts on it. It's just that, first of all, for putting his hands on another man, you know, in front of his players, I feel like he was wrong. I feel like he wouldn't want his players to do that. So you also got to remember that you you leading young men. And sometimes you got to show them young men how to hold restraint. Because if you don't hold restraint, not, they not even. And they're not going to learn that lesson. They're going to learn the lesson of, yo, even if a nigga disrespects you, you got to go, you know, fist the mouth and shit. And I don't, trust me, I know, Joanne, you from Chicago. Like, ain't nobody just going to say nothing to you, do nothing to you. But you got to also remember that you're leading young men. You're not just there, you know, to win basketball games. You're there to make these young men better men. And most of the time, they're going to learn by your actions. By your words, by the things you do, just what you say. And sometimes it's better to show restraint, to show young men they can have restraint and they ain't gotta go off the rails, you know what I'm saying? Just talk stuff on Nope, not anymore. But uh, yeah, but I also understand his point of view, like, yo, don't touch me. Because at first I didn't see it, but the, the other coach had grabbed his arm in a layup line. Or not the layup line, excuse me, the handshake line after the game. And he was like, oh, you know, what y'all doing over there is bullshit. He had an opinion about it and he was upset that he got grabbed and words got said and he ended up smacking that nigga. So I understand that part. Yo, don't touch me. But you also lead a young man and you got to show him how to have a shrink. How to say you know what, this situation ain't worth losing my opportunity, my life, any shit like that. Like Texas, it's a Texas high school conference. They stopped the handshake shit after the game. Y'all can say what's up or, you know, whatever, but y'all, it ain't mandatory. That way ain't no ill words exchanged and young men who are hot-tempered already fly off the rails. So if you got young men in high school, they going on to college. And that's what I'm saying, Jawan. We just got to show young men that the temper ain't there. They ain't got to have the temper. Sometimes you got to be the bigger man. Like, all right, next time we have not you know, exchange, just please don't touch me. I don't appreciate that type of shit. It's hard. But we got to. I'm a little biased. It's my little podcast. It's my big podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.